Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 17, 2019. I'm teaching a series that I started last week entitled Grace and Truth. And so uh, this is part seven of the series thus far. And today's message is entitled Comparing Old and New Covenants. This is important stuff. We got to understand this so that we can maximize our purpose and potential while we're in the land of the living so that we can make the most of the life that God has given us. You only get one life, right? And so if you really want to make the most of this one opportunity that you have to maximize your purpose and potential on this planet, you really have to open up your heart to the grace of God because you would never be the man, the woman that God has called you to be without God's grace, his empowering presence on you and his unmerited favor. So in, in John 1 verses 14 and 17, um, the Apostle John says something about Jesus that we've been looking at, and let's go back to it again today. So in John 1 and 14, the Bible says, the word became flesh. The word became flesh. That's Jesus. And he dwelt among us. Now we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, the only begotten of the Father, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. John says that his cousin, Jesus, was full of, no, this is the Apostle John, I, I'm sorry, not John the Baptist, but the Apostle John says that Jesus, the, the one that he loved, was full of grace and truth. In verse 17, he says, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. And so the way that John wrote that, like, hey, the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus, that kind of lends itself well to some type of compare and contrast. So we've been looking at that, right? And we've been doing a comparison and a contrast. And yesterday I talked about the purpose of the law and how the law was given for a certain time period, how it, hit, it had an expiration date. And the purpose of the law was to get us to the end of ourselves, to introduce to us the fact that we were sinners and we needed a savior and that savior came and his name is Jesus. So yesterday we looked at Galatians chapter three, verses 15 through 20. Today, I want us to go back to Galatians chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 20 and 21. So this is Galatians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21 from the New Living Translation. The Bible says, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, now, is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? He says, absolutely not. If the law could give us new life, then we would be able to be made right with God by obeying the law. But the scriptures declare that we are all prisoners of sin, so we receive God's promise of freedom only by believing in Jesus Christ. He's saying that if you believe in a set of rules to make you right, you're a prisoner of sin. And the only way you can get out of that is by exercising faith in Jesus Christ. There's a new covenant that Jesus came to usher us into. It's a covenant of grace. So Paul says, look, he, I like the way he asked the question, is there a conflict then between God's law and God's promises? In other words, is there a conflict between the old covenant and the new covenant? Paul says, no, there's no conflict. Absolutely not. It's not that there's a conflict. It's just that there's a difference, right? It's not an issue of a conflict. It's the issue of, hey, this was, this was given for a certain purpose and it served this purpose. And now this is given for a different purpose. And it is currently serving its purpose. So it's not that there's a conflict. It's just that there's a difference. The old covenant was for a certain time. And then the new covenant is for now, right? And so Paul continues and says, if the law could give us new life, old covenant, then we would have been made right with God by obeying the law. But obviously none of us were, right? And none of us could fulfill the law. So Paul says, okay, let me drive home the major difference. 
the old covenant could not make us right because it was just a bunch of rules. And, and rules can't make you right. Rules can only show you when you're wrong, right? And so Paul goes on to say, but the scriptures declare that all of us are prisoners to sin when we're living under the law. So we receive the freedom of God's promise only by believing in Jesus, only by believing in Jesus. When you exercise faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and you receive the new covenant that Jesus came to usher you into, now you receive the freedom of God's grace. You're no longer under the law. Sin has no power over you. So what does this mean to you today? I have six things to share with you this morning, and I'm going to continue to drive this home. I'm going to take my time. This is, I, I believe this is so important that I'll just take my time and teach you day after day, day after day, because you got to get this down in your heart in order to live in the freedom that Christ Jesus died to usher us into. All right, six things. Here we go. Number one, the main purpose of the law was to show people their sin and in turn, their need for a savior. So I drove this home yesterday. I'll keep driving this home. The purpose of the law was to show people their sins. Without the rules, you would not acknowledge that you needed a savior because you wouldn't have anything to break. Number two, the old covenant was never intended to be an enduring covenant. It expired once the new covenant was introduced, right? Yesterday we saw from Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says, hey, once we introduce a new covenant, then the old one is obsolete and it's outdated. So the old covenant is obsolete, it's outdated. Number three, many of the new covenant truths can be found in the types and shadows of the old covenant. So the new covenant is concealed in the old. And I, and I like that. I like, because that's why you got to read the whole Bible. That's why you got to understand all 66 books. You got to understand the background. You, you really have to kind of see things. You read the old covenant with an understanding of the new. You read the new covenant with an understanding of the old. And so many of the truths that we get in the new covenant are actually found in the old covenant in types and shadows. It was like the old covenant was looking forward to the new covenant, pointing us to what was to come. And number four, likewise, the new covenant is concealed in the old, the old covenant is revealed in the new. So just like you can see types and shadows of the new covenant in the old, you can see a lot of the things that the old covenant was just showing you a shadow of revealed in the new. And so, so in the old covenant, like, like Isaiah was looking forward some 700 years to the cross. And so he actually writes, watch this. I love how that works is, is by revelation, the prophet Isaiah wrote in past tense about something that wasn't going to happen for 700 years. The prophet Isaiah through revelation was able to see, he was able to be translated 700 years forward. He's at the foot of the cross. He looks up, sees Jesus, and he's able to write, he was wounded. He's writing 700 years before it happens. He's writing it in past tense. He writes in past tense, foretelling of something that was to come. He says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was, past tense, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was, past tense, upon him by his stripes, we are, present tense, healed. So we are healed because of what he did. And he said that some 700 years before. So the New Testament is, is, is concealed in the Old and the Old Testament is revealed in the New. So you got to understand both. You got to understand the whole story. Number five. So that's why we have both covenants. And that's why we teach both. If you didn't understand the law and you didn't understand that you had a law to violate, then you would not acknowledge that you needed a savior. So if you never had rules 
it, like for example, if there were no law, if there were no rules, and I came to you and I said, hey, excuse me, sir, can I talk to you about Jesus? You need to be saved from your sins. That person will say, what are you talking about? Well, you, because of Jesus, you can be saved. And he'll say, well, saved from what? If I don't have any rules to break, then I'm not doing anything wrong. Okay, let me say it this way. Remember when Adam ate of the fruit of the knowledge, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Well, that was only sin because God told him not to do it because there was a rule. Now, if there were no rule in place, he could have ate of that fruit and nothing would have happened. Him eating was not the issue. The fruit, I mean, meaning itself was not the issue. The issue was he broke a rule. He broke the law. He broke what God said not to do. And because he violated God's will, then it was sin. But if there were no rule in place, he could not sin, right? So the rules were established to show you that you're a sinner. Without the rules, you don't have anything to break. So if you don't have rules, okay, you have children. I have children. If you have children and you don't give them a rule and you say, and you don't, you don't like that, you, you look, uh, hey, my son is going to school. He didn't make his bed. Well, I, maybe I didn't tell him not to make his bed. Okay. All right. Hey, listen, son, come here for a minute. From now on, I don't want you to go to school without making your bed. Okay. Now I establish a rule. Well, before that, it wasn't a rule. So he wasn't breaking anything. Well, now that it's a rule, okay, if he doesn't do it, now he broke my rule. You see what I'm saying? So that's why in 1 Corinthians 15 and 56, the Bible says the law gives sin its power. Without the law, there is no power in sin because the law is actually making you a sinner. The law, the 10 commandments, the 603 more, the 613 commandments, those things made you a sinner. Without those rules, you would never be a sinner. Without those rules, you would never call out to Jesus. Unless you acknowledge that you're a sinner, what are you going to be saved from? Number six, and finally, this is why Paul calls the Ten Commandments in 2 Corinthians 3 and 7, the Apostle Paul calls the Ten Commandments written on tablets of stone, the ministry of death. Paul said that the ten, there's nothing wrong with the Ten Commandments. It's not that there's something wrong. It's that they're too right. None of us could fulfill it except Jesus. So in 2 Corinthians 3 and 10, Paul says, you know what? The, the law, the Ten Commandments that was written on tablets of stone, that's the ministry of death. It's the ministry of death because under the old covenant, you were a prisoner to sin, Paul said. Under the old covenant, you had no way out. Under the old covenant, there's no way that you could comply with all of this stuff. There's no way. 613 rules? You, you can't even remember 613 rules. So don't tell me that you could comply. There's no way you could do it. So under the law, you were a prisoner to sin. Under the law, you, you were condemned. Under the law, and you say, oh man, there's no way I can do this. There's no way I can get out of this. Exactly. And when you acknowledge that, then God says, okay, now I made a way. His name is Jesus. And when you exercise faith in Jesus. When you acknowledge the fact that you are a sinner and that you're in standing in need of a savior and that God sent a savior, his name is Jesus. You call out to Jesus and now you're saved from your sin. That's the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. And now that you're born again, you're saved from your sin. You're covered by the blood of Jesus. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. You're called according to the plan and to the work and to the purpose of God for your life. Now, like Jesus told the woman caught in the very act of adultery, go and sin no more. Grace is not a license to sin. Grace doesn't mean you're free to sin. Grace means you're free from sin. Now you're free from sin. You can walk in the newness of the life that Christ Jesus died to provide you. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith, I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for taking the time to teach me 
about your amazing grace. I now understand the purpose of the old covenant. The old covenant was designed to show me the error of my ways, how I was a sinner and how I needed a savior. Now the law served this purpose. I acknowledged my sin and my need for a savior. I called out to Jesus and I made him my Lord. I have given Jesus my life. I was born again. Now, as a born again, spirit-filled, faith-focused believer, I am no longer under the law. I'm under grace. I embrace your grace and I resist every attempt of the enemy to get me over into condemnation. <laughs> if I sin, I'm quick to fess up Give it up and get up so I can move on. I quickly receive forgiveness. I forgive myself and I press forward into, in pursuit of my purpose. Sin has no power over me. Jesus delivered me from sin and death. And I refuse to live under the condemnation of the old covenant. Instead, I live under the freedom of the new covenant, what Jesus died to give me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button. Subscribe, get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. I know that this is not, listen, I, sometimes I have messages that are like rah, rah, get you fired up early in the morning, high five your neighbor, do three backflips and you're ready for today. Okay, maybe this is not that type of message. But it's equally important. This is something you got to understand so that you don't live under the condemnation of the old covenant. You are no longer under the old covenant. You're under the new covenant. So go, sin no more. You can live free from the power of sin because Jesus delivered you from it. So don't allow the devil to get you in the condemnation. If you're thinking condemnation, you're going to run away from God. But when you realize who you are in Christ Jesus and what Jesus did for you, you run towards God, you're quick to repent, you let it go, you forgive yourself, and you keep going. So you can leave the mark in this world that you were born to leave. I love you and God loves you. Before you, you leave this screen, please do me a favor. Share this right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. God bless you.